People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello and welcome to Realm of the Supernatural podcast. Sorry for the delay in shows. Uh, unfortunately, Andy's family suffered a shock bereavement uh, over the weekend, so obviously we cancelled the show. So this is a little bit of British urban legends to tide you over until uh, the, the weekend when we should be recording, uh, you know, another folklore show actually, but you know, a main episode if you like with Andy. So the first story is something that was left over from the witch episode we did just recently for Halloween. Uh, and this is the Wookiee Hole Caves Witch. Now, this takes place in southwest England in Somerset. Now, there's many different versions of this story, but the main version, if you like, goes something like this. There was a man from Glastonbury who wanted to marry a girl from Wookiee, so he travels to Wookiee to marry her. And he does so, but unfortunately for him, just up the road, there was a witch who herself had been jilted at the altar, and she had a big, big problem with romance and people's happiness, and so she put a curse on this man's marriage. And the legend has it that a few months after he got married, the couple separated, and he put it down to this witch. Anyway, this man later trained on as a priest uh, and became later known as Father Bernard. Later, he learned that the villagers were still having a problem with the witch. She was putting curses on everybody's romance and nobody could be happy and wookie. Now, with him having revenge in mind, he took it upon himself to rid the village of the witch. So he came back to wookie and he asked the local villagers where he could find the witch. Now the local villagers wouldn't take him to the cave, but they took him as far as the cliffs that overlooked the cave. From the tops of the cliff, it's said that he could see the green eyes of the witch looking up at him. The villagers left, and Father Bernard lit a torch and headed into the cave. As he walks into the cave, he could see a small light off to the back. He approached it and he realised it was a small campfire. Behind it, he saw what looked to be a pile of debris and rags. He took hold of his crucifix and his rosary beads, and he started walking closer. As he got within feet of the fire, the rags stood up erect, revealing themselves to be, indeed, the witch. At this point, Father Bernard heard the witch say, Rash beyond all reason, why comest thou to look on me? To which he responded, It is the Holy Mother Church that bids thee, Repent, O misguided spirit, and leave thy wickedness and judgment overtake thee. Thou troubles heaven with sorcery, and thy mischief are abound. Of all mankind, repent and put away powers of evil, for thy shall not avail against the wrath that is to come. 
At this point, the witch gave out a loud cackle. Then all around, Father Bernard, flames shot up. But he didn't run. In fact, he walked into the flames. Knowing that the power of God would protect him against the witch. The witch on seeing this knew her days were numbered and tried to flee the cave. At which point it said that Father Benayad splashed holy water on her. And almost at an instant the witch began to petrify in front of him, slowing down and solidifying until her groans and then whispers could no longer be heard. To this day, it is said, if you go to the Wookiee Hole Caves and enter the main chamber, you will see the witch, now a stalagmite, forever preserved in stone. Okay, our second story takes place in London's Beacon Tree Station. Now, there's been many accounts of a ghost there, but the most famous, if you like, is the 1992 case of the station supervisor. Now, he was there working one night when he heard the door and then saw the door handle rattle. He stood up to investigate and on approaching the door and looking through the window, he saw a lady in a white dress with long blonde hair standing on the platform. He opened the door and approached her, calling out to see if she needed help but she was unresponsive. So he stepped closer and asked again, but still she was unresponsive. He reached out his hand and tapped her on the shoulder. Excuse me, he said. Do you need help? She turned to face him. But what he saw he could not believe, for this woman had no facial features whatsoever. He turned to run and on looking back, the lady had vanished. Now many ghost hunters in the area believe that this is one of the victims of the 1958 train crash which killed 10 people in the area. But who knows? Okay, so the last story then takes place just outside, well, between London and Essex. And again, it's the Epping Forest. Now, some of you may remember the Epping Forest from our Dick Turpin episode, because this is where Dick Turpin uh, hid in a cave and unfortunately killed Tom Morris, who came to investigate the cave. So, same same woods. But this story takes place 300 years or so ago. And it's a case of boy meets girl. But unfortunately for the girl, her dad had already promised her to somebody else. And on hearing about these secret liaisons, he followed her into the woods, where she met her lover by a pool. The pool is now called the Suicide Pool. Because the dad, on seeing the lovers together, took it upon himself to strangle his daughter and throw her body into the lake. Her lover returned later that evening and was shocked to discover the lifeless body of his lover laying in the pool. He was so shocked and saddened by what he saw, he took his own life by drowning himself. And it said, from that day, the pool became dank, the area became dark, all life that lived in the pond died, any vegetation touching the pond died, 
birds can no longer be heard or will even fly over the area and no animal will drink from the water. It became evil. In fact, in 1959, when an Essex countryside magazine asked the question, does anybody know the location of the suicide pool? One reader wrote in to say she did know the location of the pool, but she would never tell anybody, for the place itself was evil beyond measure. An example of that is the case of an old lady who went for a stroll in the woods. Her family said she had no suicidal tendencies whatsoever, but on locating the pool, she took her own life. It's almost as if the pool itself can corrupt your mind, and it seeks out its next victim. The next victim would be Emma Morgan, a servant girl and her young child. Again, she went out for a stroll, came across the pool, and not only took her own life, but took the life of her child by drowning themselves in the pool. Now it's said the pool is still out there somewhere, but no one's quite sure where. Back in the day, Epping Forest used to be 60,000 acres with hundreds and hundreds of pools, but today it's only 6,000 acres, still 12 miles long and 2.5 miles wide at its widest, still holding 100 pools, but out of the 100 pools no one's sure which is the suicide pool, but legend has it that it's still there and it's still seeking out its next victim. Well, thank you for joining me on this short show. Uh, hopefully, normal service will resume uh, at the weekend. Obviously, all I can say is, uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go back, listen to them, subscribe, uh, check out the website, check out the Facebook, and um, yeah, we'll have a great week, and uh, we will see you on the other side. other nights, other stars for us to watch. I'll be back.